What is going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down episode 101.2. And we are continuing our playthrough of Yakuza 0. Today I have with me Matt. Hello. And so, yeah, right before we recorded, we were talking about uh, this may be the the shortest podcast for Yakuza. Because there's, well, things have been... While we've had some revelations, everything went by very quickly in this this playthrough. Yeah, for us and for the characters. Yes. I mean, th- things are things are driving to a head in this game. Yes. To be honest with you, the ch- the first this first chapter we're going to talk about, which is taking over as Kiryu, um, it's honestly. It is 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 running a gauntlet. It's because it, it's it's him on the run again because he goes back to Kamarocho. Um, and he's on the run from the Yakuza, and the only thing that matters is the lead up to the final part. Yep. Nothing significant actually happens here. I mean, yeah, he he runs into a couple of people, but uh, for the most part, it's him hiding out. Um. Yeah. In fact, both his both of his chapters that we do here is him basically hiding. There is a big revelation, but it happens in the 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 last chapter for Kiryu. Yeah. Um. Um. The first. Which, cha- yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like this. This is his life now, right? I mean, he's on the run. He. He knows there's nowhere to hide, so I, I expected things would speed up a, a bit, I guess. But I, I didn't think that I didn't think the gameplay would speed up this much as well. I, I, I feel like there's just less to do. The chapters are going by more quickly, and you know, Kiryu needs to find a way out. He's like spiraling down here, like he's on the verge of death every five minutes. Yeah, I don't. I feel like these chapters are the chapters that say, okay, wrap up all the sub-stories that you want to do. Yeah, we're preparing for the end game? I, I think so. Because Which is funny, because some games will do the starting the end game at like 90%. I feel like we're only two-thirds of the way into this game, though. I mean... Really, le- less, I guess. Well, right? yeah. I mean, the the chapters... for all right, So, to, to give some perspective here... I've put 21 hours into this game from the last time I, like, from, from my, last time I saved the game. I've got 21 hours into it. The last four chapters that we did were maybe four hours tops. Yeah. And I'm just like, cause really, I mean, it's, it's like, um, this chapter is on the run from the Yakuza going, going through different places, beating up guys. There's a lot of combat in these sections here. Um, yep. And it all leads up to another showdown with... with Guess uh, who? <laughs> Kuze. Yep. He is, he is adamant about killing Kiryu, but this time he's kind of surrounded by uh, a bunch of guys. Uh, he's surrounded by the, the lieutenants. So all three of the major lieutenants are there. 
Um, and they're kind of all working together to be like, all right, listen, we need to take this guy down now. Of course, that that doesn't happen. We beat him up. Yeah, I did find this boss fight with him a little difficult. Uh, I I I I died once here. Mm. Um, uh, because not only are you fighting Kuze, you're also fighting a bunch of his goons, and that can be annoying. Yeah, there's a lot of fights in this game like this. Yeah, I definitely take the approach of you know goons first, get them all cleared out. I mean, yeah, that's, that's typically what I try to do. Um, but then you, the problem is you leave yourself open to the boss, and the boss yeah. can get you in a wonderful string of stun locks. Yeah, I mean, th- there's a lot of times in this game where I find like they can get me in stun locks. But I can almost get myself because I'm like mid combo and I can't exit my combo. Yeah. And then I'm just getting hit from the side and the back, and I'm like, ah, oh, I, I already said dodge like thirty times. Uh, what are you primarily using now, style wise? Uh, beast mode for these group fights. Most of these group fights, for sure. Yeah, I, I've stuck to Rush. Uh, I did some training with the Rush uh, guy. That training yeah, is annoying. Yeah. I haven't done any of the trainings yet, but I did realize that I also, <laughs> in addition to not having done the trainings, I also hadn't been buying any abilities, so I had all this money saved up. Oh, man. And I went through and bought, like, everything. And uh, it was pretty satisfying watching his health bar grow continuously. Yes, that's one of the big ones. You gotta do that. Which is, a, it's a little bit strange how they have, like, the life the life bar points that you buy are spread out amongst all three styles. So they're not really style specific at all. It's just your life. Yeah, that's just your life. Which, I, you know, I, I'm glad I never said, oh, I'm definitely not going to use that style. And then never even went into it to buy points because I would have... You know, there's things that are helpful even if you choose never to ever use that style. Yeah, uh, see, that's the thing. I never ever use the regular style, the brawler style. Yep. Like, ever. And honestly, I never use Beast either. Uh, I don't care about grabbing stuff. All I care about is dodging and hitting people as fast as I can. Oh, man. But but picking up some of those things, I mean, you can hit like eight people at once. I'm sure you can. The whole group at once. That's that's so nice. But uh, yeah, it, especially because there's fights that, that we go through in this section where we later on in this section where it's what you know six, eight, ten people at a time. I think. Yeah. Go ahead. I was. Gonna, I think we did have some of the biggest fights of the game so far, people-wise, in this section. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, is there anything, is there anything I need to talk about in the first chapter here? Cause I don't, I don't think there is. Not really. I mean, for me, the, for me, the whole like narrative part is you're on the run, you're desperately on the run and then you get saved at the end. <laughs> yeah. But, so, but, but that save is cool. Yeah. So after beating Kuze, or, you know, he gets the upper hand. 
and he's going to kill Kiryu. Is it with a pipe? Is it? He definitely had a pipe in the sewer. Yeah, he had a pipe in the sewer. I can't remember. Anyway, he's he's going to kill him. Yeah. And out of nowhere... Baseball bat. It may have been a baseball bat. I can't remember. Out of nowhere, hey, uh, a sports car comes barreling down the street. Quickly and erratically. Yes. And it hits Kusei. <laughs> Uh, runs him over. Or, well, he, he goes over the top of it. Uh, because he's not dead. Because nobody dies in this game, it seems like. Especially not him. No. <laughs> um, and uh, it's actually, oh, Tachibana. Tachibana's like, get in. Come on, we need to go now. Uh, and we drive off as... Some of them are shooting ass. I can't remember who it was. Uh, but Tachibana. Uh, Awano, certainly. Awana certainly was. was. I think it might have just been him. I don't I can't remember. Yep. But, um, uh, yeah, Tachibana, we eventually escape, pull into a parking deck. And Tachibana's like, all right. He, he's obviously something. At first, I thought he got shot. Uh, but, um, he he is about to collapse because um, apparently he has kidney disease. Yeah, needs dialysis what, every day or every other day. I think it's every day or every other day. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he 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 is overexerted himself and passes out. Um, but not before Oda shows up and loads everybody into the van. Uh. And this is the end of that chapter. So it's like, it leads up to that, essentially. Now, the next chapter, um, and and we have the same thing in the last chapter of Kiryu, as well as the last chapter of Majima. Um, and we'll talk about it in a second, but it's basically, you're running a gauntlet. You're fighting a whole bunch of guys, you go to another room, fight a whole bunch of guys. Go to another room, fight a whole bunch of guys. Um, but anyway, say all that to say this. Um, we take uh, Tashibana to a uh, underground kind of like resting hospital area that is in the, uh, I guess, Chinatown district? Yep. Uh, and... There, uh, as um, Tachibana is healing, uh, he is um, laying there in bed and uh, resting. I guess I'm assuming he's getting dialysis. Yeah, I think so. Uh, he's there with a shirt off. And this is one of the big reveals. Uh, at the end of this cutscene, uh, the camera pans down to Tachibana. Uh, to his arm, and he has a tattoo on his forearm. It's a tattoo of a bat. Mm-hmm. And if we remember in Majima's story, uh, Lee, who was the protector of Makoto, um, is looking for 
a mobster with a bat tattoo because he's the one who did the horrible things to Makoto and made her go blind. So, Kiryu goes to uh, meet up uh, with Oda. Oda then takes him to talk to the Chinese mafia elder that lives there. Yeah, who essentially runs or organizes Chinatown. Right. He also keeps up with relations with the Tojo clan. Uh, and he really doesn't like the fact that Kiryu is here. Yep. He's like, look, Kiryu's a wanted man, and we can't have him here, because that's going to bring heat on us, both from the police, as well as from the Tojo clan. And I've got into the good graces with the Tojo clan. You need to get him the hell out of here. And, um, yeah, Oda doesn't like that. He tries to insist, but, uh, uh, the, um, elder is not having it at all. Uh, Tashibana then appears. He's like, all right, fine. Uh, Kiryu, you're going to have to leave. Come with me. I want to talk to you for real quick. So, uh, Tashibana uh, takes Kiryu outside and tells him, I have found out who owns the empty lot. And Kiryu's like, okay, well, uh, who is it? And he's like, let's keep that a secret for now. You don't need to know until, until, until a little bit later. Uh, unfortunately, in order for me to get everything settled, you're going to have to give me a day. And since you can't stay here, you're going to have to be out on the streets for a day. So Kiryu's like, okay, fine. Um, I'll try to find a place to lay low. And he suggests going to the park because that is where um, a lot of the, uh, the homeless live. Uh, and you could hide out there without anybody, you know, drawing attention to yourself, essentially. Yeah, saying it's not safe, safe, but it's at least off the grid. Right. So we make our way to the uh, park to uh, to hide out there. Uh, we're able to run back into uh, some of the uh, hobos that were helping out Tachibana. And uh, they recognize Kiryu, and one of them's like, yeah, you can come stay in my little hut here I got. But uh, no funny business. Yeah. I, I, I swear, man. Um, some of this, I, 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 I feel like this is padding right yeah, here. Yeah, I, I, I felt that way when I left the next morning, and I'm like, what just happened? Why did I go to this park? the night why did i have all these conversations just to fight some people and just to leave and there's no indication at all that i'll be coming back here no expectation i'll be coming back here yeah that that was kind of my feeling because what happens is kiryu's sleeping in the in the little hut with the homeless guy 
and there's a fight outside. There's some bunch of punk kids who are known as the Hobo Hunters uh, are coming around this area and and beating up homeless people. So Kiryu's like, well, you're not going to do that. And beats crap out of them. Uh, effortlessly. It wasn't a difficult fight. We then go back to sleep, wake up the next morning, and say, maybe we should go check on Tachibana. What? What? Couldn't any of this been a cutscene? Yeah, the only yeah, exactly. The only thing I can think is that it was meant to show his character. Yeah, Kiryu is a kind person. Yep, even you know, even when he's just sleeping in a slum, he's still going to defend them when he has no real need to. You know, he's going to stick up for the little guy that that don't trodden. There's plenty of other examples. That that happens. Yeah, I, I wasn't. Yeah, I exactly wasn't questioning his character yet at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I know he would do that. No, but um, yeah. So that's when we uh, go check on Tachibana. Go back to uh, Chinatown. Um, and uh, Tachibana uh, tells Kiryu. That uh, the person that he needs to uh, uh, talk to is um, in, um, gosh, how do you pronounce it? Majima's town? Uh, Sotenbori. Sotenbori. There you go. I was going to say Sotenbori for some reason. Um, And um, he basically tells... Uh, Kiryu and uh, Oda you need to go there and talk to this person Um, he also has information that uh, the Tojo clan is also looking for this person and we really need to get to this person before they do But before we do that, we have to be able to get out of Kamarocho. So Oda takes us to uh, <laughs> takes us for a little ride. Yeah, he so said, "I'm taking you to Tachibana." Yeah. Uh, so we pull up to uh, a building to which. Kiryu is very familiar with, and he uh, sits uh, sits down with the head. Oh, oh no! Excuse me. The the acting second in command of the Tojo clan, because we are at the Tojo headquarters. And uh, Kiryu is like, uh, "Yeah, we're dead." Yep, this is the last place we should be. This is the yeah, we are we are not going to leave this place. We are we are going to die here. <laughs> and I was like, just trust me. Tachibana's got a plan. So uh we go in, we meet with Tachibana, Tachibana's like, Alright, let's go talk to your boss. And we meet with the acting 
second in command uh, currently. Can't remember his name to save my life, but that's okay. And uh, they say that um, he he does some a business transaction essentially. Yeah, he's he's playing a dangerous game here, right? De- definitely like insinuating that something has to be done to keep the Dejima clan in line because they're a little bit too ambitious. Yeah. There's there's multiple lieutenants who are trying to go for this empty lot. And that's the last thing you want to happen. And he's like, oh, really? The empty lot is what we're really wanting because it will basically give us a stranglehold on the whole area. He's like, yeah, but if you let the Dojima family get this, they'll become too powerful. And when you have a subordinate family becoming as powerful as the Tojo clan, they may try to take you over. So, we need to stop this from happening. How do you propose that? I need Kiryu. I need his help. You guys have a hit out for him. I want you to cancel the hit. And he's like, well, why should we do that? That's 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 Dojima family crap. We, that's small stuff. We're not worried about that. They can do whatever they want. And then he tells Oda to uh, bring this big case. Opens up the case. One billion yen. I will pay you one billion yen to pull the hit off of Kiryu. He better be worth it. <laughs> yeah, he basically offers to like put themselves into servitude to the Tojo clan as well. Like, here's the billion yen, but also a, a third of all of our profits going forward. Yeah. Like, you know, we'll help provide balance to the Dojima family from getting too, you know, too powerful. So it's basically, if you let us get the empty lot, we will use the profits from everything and give back to you guys. So, he says, all right. He informs the uh, Dojima family. Kiryu is off limits. There is no more head out on him. And there you go. You guys can walk on out of here. Walk on out of here is Yakuza 4. You have to beat every single person in my army before you can leave. Yeah. You can walk out of this room, but not this building. Yeah. And so begins the gauntlet of uh, Kazuma Kiryu. Uh... And we have to go through this entire headquarter building beating up everybody. So basically, it's one of those rites of passage. You still came in and did disrespected us by even showing up here. So you're going to have to pay for that. But if you can make it out of here, we won't bother you again. 
Yeah, we'll we'll honor our part of this deal. Yeah. So we go room to room to room, beating up multiple people. None of it was real hard. No, it was just long. Yeah, just kind of long. There's some people with guns. Is only in Majima's section. Uh, no, there were there's a couple of guys with guns. Uh, who stand way back and you have to go after them first because they can just shoot you. Yep. It was weird getting to use a gun in this game. I have yet to use a gun in this game. Oh. Yeah, I picked one up. It's like everybody's like a one-shot kill, I think. Because I am playing the rush style, I cannot pick up guns. Oh, really? I do not pick up weapons at all. Oh, yeah, I guess it would just be part of beast mode. You can pick anything up. But everything else, you swing. You know, it's interesting that the gun you pick up, you don't swing. You shoot. Yeah. Shocker that you would shoot with a gun, but you just haven't, haven't done much of it in this game. But, uh, yeah, we narrowly escape. And now we make the preparations to <sighs> go to another city. And that's when Kiryu sits down with, or he doesn't sit down, he stands there with Tachibana. He's like, well, you just paid a billion yen for me. Yeah, it was a good scene. Uh, do you think it's worth it to tell me who we're after now? Oh, I, I like the scene with the captain still. Sorry, before we even had the, you know, the whole escape where he's like, Kiryu, I want to I speak to you. Oh, right, yeah, one yeah. other t- One other time in my life, a billion yen was paid for a man... And he was worth it. He's like, are, are you worth a billion yen? Yeah. And he and said... that man was your father. And that man was <laughs> Kazuma. You're, Kazuma, yeah. Yeah, your adopted father. And uh, he's... Let's hope you're half the man he is. Yeah. So... Kind of a cool, this, like, respect. Like, I I, I think you're a piece of shit, basically. But if somebody's <laughs> going to pay a billion yen for you, now, now I'm intrigued. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Basically, uh, yeah, I want to see what you can do. So, uh, but yeah, after escaping, um, we sit down with uh, Tachibana through the preparations, and uh, he's like, "All right, so you paid a lot of money for me. Am I worth you telling me?" who it is we're going after. And he's like, all right, fine. You need to know who your, who your target is. And he tells him, uh, it is, uh, none other than Makoto. And I don't, Makimura. Makimura. I was looking up the last name because I couldn't remember. (laughs) Um, you need to find this person. Uh, she owns the uh, the empty lot. Uh, we don't know how she got the empty lot yet. Um, but we really need to sit down and have a discussion with her. And you might want to be quick about it. Because the Yakuza are also after her. And they know where she is. Also take Odo with you. <laughs> 
So, uh, Kiryu and, uh, Oda take off. And that is the end of chapter, gosh, 10? Yeah, 10. Yep. Yep. And then after that, we pick back up with, uh, with Majima. To which I feel like his chapters here were a bit better than Kiryu's. Yeah, Kiryu's mostly felt like padding to me. He's on the run, and it's just him continuing to be on the run. That's really as much story as there is there. The only thing we get out of Kiryu's is the revelation. Yep. The the bat tattoo. Yep. So, which, when I saw that, I was like, oh, snap. I did not see that coming. I did not. Yeah, I didn't think it would be him, certainly. Honestly, I thought it was going to be just some random Yakuza that we run into who's a boss. Yeah. But yeah, picking back up where, um, let's see. I got, I got to at least look up this guy's name. Yakuza Zero Characters. Do you mean Nishitani? Is it Nishitani? The guy that's in jail? No, 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 no. The white suit man. Oh, him, yeah. Let's see here. You'll have to excuse me. White suit guy. Uh, this is not helping me. Yeah, well. Sarah. Sarah. That's right. Masaru Sarah. Yeah. Thank you. Holy crap. (laughs) Sorry about that, Dad Air. Um, yeah. Which we find out who he is a little bit later on. But, um, so yeah, uh, if we remember correctly, um, Lee went to go get a uh, the van. He turned on the van. Kaboom! Car bomb blew both uh, Makoto and Majima back. They were kind of incapacitated for a second there. Um, Sagawa shows up, sees that. Makoto's alive, notices that, hey, Majima lied to me. He said he killed her. So he pulls out a gun, getting ready to shoot both of them. When all of a sudden, he gets shot twice. Shot in the back, which I'm assuming be through the chest, and then shot in the hand. Yep, his shooting hand. Yeah. Falls over. And it's revealed a man in a white suit with a gun. He walks up to Makoto, kind of caresses her chin a little bit, and then hits Majima in the face with his gun. Majima passes out. So, Makoto is gone. She has been captured by this man. 
uh, and Majima awakens to be chained up in some type of a warehouse uh, surrounded by Yakuza as well as um, Sagwa. Uh, he's still alive and he is uh, swinging a baseball bat. Uh, beating the living crap out of Majima. Wanting to get that information. Also wanting to say, hey, you lied to me. You lied to your boss. Uh, and I risked my neck to get you back into the Yakuza for this. So. First thing he wants to know is. The dude in the white suit. Who is he? I have no idea who that guy is. You're lying. I swear to you, I don't know who he is. <laughs> I would assume that you knew. Nope. Well. Majima's like, well, I do know somebody who I could probably talk to. Who would know. Um, it was somebody who was also after Makoto. Uh, Nishitana. Yeah, I thought this was a little bit weak as far as logic goes. I, I do too. They must. They must be in this together because they both want the same thing. They both want Makoto and they don't want her dead, therefore they must want the same thing, therefore they're working together. I'm like, that's a leap. I thought so too. Um, and also, I don't see I don't see why Sagwa is not just killing Majima right now. Because the, the yeah, only, I, the only thing I can think of is he wanted to find out if Majima was working with that guy that shot him, which obviously he's yeah. not, obviously he's not. So why keep him alive? I was going to say the other half of why I thought he kept him alive is this is Sagawa just being kind of middle management, right? He was given a directive that he passed on to Majima, but Majima didn't do it, so Saga was on the hook for it, but Majima's obviously good at what he does. You know, he's got ins, he's he's making moves, he's making things happen, so I think Sagawa in some ways is relying on Majima to keep him alive, so he doesn't get axed by his boss. Sure. That, you know, that, that was kind of my thought, is he, you know, he's just potentially on the verge of desperation. He's got somebody to throw, throw under the bus, if need be. Yeah, but um, so Majima convinces Sagawa to let him go so he can figure out who this man in white is and what he has done with Makoto. So, the first place we need to start with is uh, talking to Nishitana, who is currently sitting in the clink. Arrested after uh, the big brawl at uh, the cabaret club. So, uh, we have to figure out how to get an audience with him. Uh, the best way to do that would be to get arrested. But, uh, well, we don't really want to do that. Now, this feels like a 
a padded detour that they tried to give some substance to because we get information that there is a kind of like a crooked cop who could probably get us in to talk to him. And we get this backstory of this cop who like there's a lot of dialogue with this cop yep and he's talking about you know his history how he's kind of friends with nishitana we don't really know why but then it's actually revealed that a long time ago when when his the nishitana was a teenager he was put in prison because he killed a man because the guy murdered and raped a young girl and then it's basically hinted at that the cop was the father of the girl. And so he decided to protect Nishikitana as much as he could. Yep. And I'm just like, this is a lot of backstory for a side character. And then on top of that, he runs an underground fighting ring. That's literally underwater. Yeah, I was like, this is feeling a little James Bondish to me at the moment. This was feeling very uh, Japanese to me, if you ask me. Yeah, uh, I was just like, all right, I guess, because he he's like, yeah, I'll uh, I'll get you an audience with uh, Nishitana, but first, uh, let's get on this boat. And I'm like, what? Okay. And then the boat stops, and it's actually a waterproof cage that then goes down underground, under the water, and it releases, and you're in a, what looks like a, a complete, like, you know, Mercedes-Benz Stadium level of of underground fighting ring, where people who are convicted of murders, he then brings them in to this place and has them fight to the death. And if they can do win fights for an entire year, they're set free. And so far, nobody has done that. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. I rolled my eyes a little bit at this. I'm like, how many games are there like this where you've got some fighting ring and you know, you just have to win to get your freedom. I'm like, all right. Yeah. It's either that or, yeah. you know, there's a tournament that you got to enter. Always something like this. Yep. So, anyway, we have to win three fights. And after winning those three fights, he then takes us to Nishitana. Yeah, and they were pretty easy. So the whole thing felt even a little bit more like padding. It's just, yeah, nothing here was a challenge. So, after doing all that, it's ridiculous, but after doing all that, uh, we have him take us to the jail. Uh, we're pretending to be a prisoner that is being locked up. He throws us in jail with Nishitana and some of his goons. And, man, 
he really likes to fight. He also <laughs> really liked that fight with Majima. Yeah, really liked it. And he's like, so, you come back for round two. He's like, no, I've actually come to ask you a couple questions. He's like, okay. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll answer all your questions if you fight me again. Alrighty. So we have a boss fight with Nishikitana. Somehow was still able to sneak a knife in. Yep, got stabbed in the leg again. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. Uh, so we have a fight with him. Uh, it exhilarates him, and he's like, "Okay, I'll tell you what you want to know." So you ran into a guy who wears a white suit and wanted to take Makoto, but not harm her. Much like me. It's like, yeah. So, there's a couple of guys who work for the Tojo clan that uh, are being tasked with doing this. Uh, and what was the alliance called? It was some kind of alliance, but I can't remember what it was called. The, the Nikio? Nikio? Nikio Consortium. There you go. And, uh, that sounds like the leader of the Nikio, which is Sarah. And, uh, yeah, uh, he's on the payroll, too. Uh, we don't, we all have the same end goal, and we're going at different ways of doing it. Um, and Nishitana's like, so he's got. I know I know where his location is. I know where he keeps his headquarters. Let's get out of jail and uh and we'll uh, go get her. Of course at that point uh we just let ourselves out, even though we, we yell for the jailer, the jailer's nowhere to be seen. But um when we walk out uh, around the corner, here comes that police detective that helped us get into prison. And he's stumbling and falls over dead. Uh, somebody shot his ass. <laughs> uh, and out comes the jailer who uh, has a gun pointed at us. He is not very... Um, not very confident, confident in what he's yeah. doing. He's like, uh, yeah, the detective, he helped me out a lot over the years, but uh, my daughter's got uh, got college coming up, and there's somebody paying me a lot more than him. And uh, that's when Nishitana's like, all right, Majima, get the hell out of here right now. He's like, what? At that time, Bam! Shoots Nishikitana. And he had been tasked to shoot both of them, right? Yes. Yes, he did. And, and Nishitani basically sacrifices himself? Yeah, he, he basically shields Majima from any of the bullets. And he gets filled full of... <laughs> full of holes. 
Yeah, there's a lot of people who don't die. I think Nishitani is not going to make it. I'm pretty sure he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, he gets shot about six times. Majima then runs off. And why did he do it? Who knows? Did He, he must have really liked that fight. I guess so. So uh, Majima is now running. Um, he knows where to go. And uh, he wants to get there as soon as possible. And as he is turning the corner, lo and behold, who does he run into? Sagwa. And Sagwa's like, oh, you leaving me? You uh, you, you just, uh, you know, running? He's like, no, I was actually coming to get you. Yeah, I was running to you. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, sure. But uh, he's like, so what's going on? Did you talk to him? He's like, yeah, I talked to him. Yeah, uh, apparently it is another Yakuza guy uh, named Sarah. He's like, okay. He's like, so I know where they're located. He's like, well, I'm going to come with. Uh, Two heads are better than one, I guess. So Majima and Sagawa go to what I'm assuming is red light district at this place. I think so. Cause they're going they're, to the, the Ben 10 Inn. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, um, well, there's a lot of prostitutes running around and, uh, we go up to the, uh, the top of this little area. Jar, large, 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 um, building. And we are met with, uh, men in masks. So uh, Sagawa runs off to the left while uh, Majima goes to the right. He says, look, we'll split up. We'll find Makoto and get out of here. Uh, and uh, we're met with these guys in really creepy masks who are like, okay. Majima, this is your one and final chance. Leave now and we will not pursue you. No harm, no foul, but you only get one chance. And of course, Majima's like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so here begins Majima's gauntlet. Kiryu had one. Now it's time for Majima. And uh, this took a long time. Yep. This was they like, just kind of jump out of everywhere. Out yeah, of nowhere. They just keep coming. At one time, they jumped out of a pond. Yep. I don't know how long they've been underwater waiting, but that's, a good <laughs> that's where they came from. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, fought all of those guys, made it to the top, uh, and uh, sure enough, there is uh, Sarah with Makoto, or no, excuse me, Sarah is there, I am, I am sorry, I am scatterbrained tonight, but uh, yeah, Sarah is there. And he's like, okay, you have shown great determination, Majima, and I commend your efforts, and I want you to take care of Makoto. And he's like, what? Yeah, you, you see, if you, you care enough to be here or to have made it this far, that, that's another thing that, like, similar to you need to fight a gauntlet to prove your worth. Yep. You have to I fight like me. The- yeah, the, the other half of that is always, well, you must be worthy because you fought all these people. 
Like, no matter what you went through, the fact that you could punch people hard proves your moral worth. I guess. But then you got to prove yourself to the person itself. Yeah. So I, um, but he's like, yep. Uh, I have been tasked with, um, taking Makoto. Uh, she is currently on her way to Camarocho. But, um, I feel that you should take care of her. You need to get her back and protect her. But first you need to fight me because I need to make sure you can protect her. Was it before the fight? Or did he say the the person who's after her, I've got their name in my my coat pocket? This was afterwards. Yeah, after, okay. Uh, because he was like, because he pulls out a gun. And he's like, here, here's a gun. In fact, I'll just go ahead and say we had a fight with him. Whatever. We win. And then that scene, he has a gun. And he's like, I trust, I trust you. <laughs> I, I trust you. Here's a gun. Do you trust me? If not, shoot me. If you don't, if you don't trust me, shoot me. All the information you want, right here in my coat pocket. Majima holds the gun to him, throws it down on the ground, because he's that kind of guy. And, bam. <gasps> yeah, I did not shoot him. <laughs> yeah. Sagwa, from behind, shoots him in the back. And he falls over, D-E-D, dead. (laughs) Uh, Only one shot for this guy. Yeah, very short story arc for him. Yeah. Uh, And this this cutscene between Majima and Sagwa... I'm confused. I, all right, I'm not confused. I I I I don't know what this game is trying to convey. Is it trying to convey that Majima is somehow very squeakily getting by with lying to Sagwa, or is Sagwa completely know exactly that Majima is trying to screw him over? And he's just stringing him along. Yeah, I, I'm not totally sure. But this cutscene played off. I'm just like, I can't tell if if this is sarcastic Sagawa or if he is genuine. If he's genuine, this dude is the most gullible person on the planet. I t- yeah, I mean, I had the same thought. In the end, I fell on the side of. He couldn't possibly have made it as far as he was if he was that stupid. Therefore, he must know. I mean, he's already caught Majima lying to him about having killed Makoto to start with. Yeah, but at the so same, at the same I time, like he must know. Yeah, I would assume that, but at the same time, like Majima also tried to play it off as like somebody somebody killed her before I did, kind of thing, you know. Yeah, and he he constantly <laughs> asks them. He's like, "Come on, you wouldn't be lying to me, right?" But is he doing it in like a playful manner, of like, like I've already caught you? Yeah, I've already caught you. <laughs> Come on, you wouldn't lie to me, you know, in, in a sarcastic way, or is he like, 
you wouldn't lie to me, right? Yeah, I mean, like, there's two different ways to say that. And For me, it has to be the former, but uh, yeah, you're right. It's not real clear. Yeah, it's not clear at all because basically Majima is telling the truth here. He's in his coat pocket the, where they're taking Makoto and I'll go get her. And he's like, yeah, I want you to go get her. And and pulls out a pulls out a business card, Tachibana Real Estate, Kazuma Kiryu, <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> Storylines have converged. Yep. And uh, so yeah, I, I I so I'm assuming they handed her off to Kiryu, and they're on their way back to Kamurocho. We don't actually see that, but. I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah, I'm assuming as well. But uh, it's also revealed here via Sarah before he bites it um, that Makoto inherited the empty lot. Yeah, didn't they say like she might not even be aware she owns it? Yeah, like they like she might not even be aware that. It's like her aunt or something like that. It was like a distant relative has left that to her. Um, and she probably doesn't even know that person's dead. So uh, it, it was like, yeah, she may not even be aware of of her owning this land that everybody wants. Which makes Majima even think, he's like, well, then I'm not going to punish somebody for that. Yep. So... And that's basically where that's where it is. That's, that's yeah, where I mean, the rest of the game's got to be breakneck, right? They're they're going to get together. They're going to dislike each other. They're going to fight each other. They're going to have some begrudging respect for each other. And since I guess we know they both survived, they will part. I can imagine enemies that have respect for each other. Yeah, I, I can imagine uh, them talking and they're like. I was kicked out of the Dojima family. And he's like, oh, I was kicked out of the Tojo clan too. <laughs> Let's be friends. Wait, your mom's name is Martha too? Wait a minute. What? <laughs> that's, a, that's a Batman versus Superman reference for anybody who doesn't know. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, I, not much to talk about here. A lot of fighting a few yeah, cuts. Yeah, two gauntlets took up a lot, a good percentage of what we did. Yeah, I mean, it was mainly just like I did a whole lot of sub quests here or sub stories here. Yeah, I did too. I actually went back and uh, did another night at the sunrise as well. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I spent a fair amount of time just kind of going back and forth. Uh, popped a trophy or two just for the heck of it, and. You know, did a bunch of sub stories, probably five or six or seven. Yeah, I uh, I started riding into the radio station. Secure you. Oh. <laughs> so all the sub stories as you complete, you can ride in to a radio station, and the DJ will read them off. It's like, wow, that's a crazy story. Ah, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, also, I did. Probably one of my favorite sub stories is. Did you do the one about the password? Uh, I don't think so. So with Kiryu, 
he sees these two guys standing in a corner and they're whispering. One of them says some kind of a password and Kiryu's like, what the hell are they doing over there? So he goes and talks to the guy. He's like, hey, uh, I, I want to buy something. He's like, what's the password? Oh, I don't, I don't know. He's like, well, I'm not selling to you. So we go and find the guy who uh, was originally buying something from the guy. And he's like, yeah, he said, I know the password, but you need to go and do something for me. I was like, he's like, okay. He's like, go to this woman and ask her these questions. She'll respond, and then you need to come back to me and tell me what she said. So I go meet this woman, ask her these questions. She gives me the answers and then says, but first, before you leave, you got to fight these guys. <laughs> so the old nested fetch quest. Yep. So I fight a bunch of guys, go back to the guy, tell him the password. He then gives me the actual password, which is written, it's, it's Chinese, and you legit have to type it in using a keyboard. So I had to take a picture of it with my phone and then type it in properly. Um, and I told the guy the password and he's like, okay, you got the password right. And then Kiryu turns around and is thinking to himself saying, man, that was a heck of a mission, but I finally got through it and I feel really proud of myself. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to feel better today. And as he's walking away, the guy's like, hey, you want to buy something or not? And Kiryu's like, nah, I'm good. And just walks away. <laughs> that, that, like, that was it. That was the end of the mission. That's funny. It's just like, I'm trying to figure out this damn password. <laughs> well, yeah, I did that. I did uh, the one with the kid. I get lured into a back alley, and this kid wants to beat beat me up because I'm a Yakuza. And uh, he's actually not. Oh, I thought you were going to say a different one about a little kid. <laughs> I did. I did a few things with a little kid. I did the video game one with a little kid. What? Which one the, did the, you do? The the one where you have to where it keeps getting stolen. Yeah, I did that one. Yeah, I meant the one where the the little kid wants a porno mag. Oh no, I didn't do that one. Yeah, there, there's a little kid who. Who basically says, I, I I need something out of the special vending machine. So he's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll help you out. And he goes back into this alley and finds out that it's, you know, it, it it's just a magazine vending machine. And the kid's like, oh, I really want them. You know, they're, they're covered in this, you know, in this shiny paper. I can't even see what's in them. It must be so good because it's, it's so well hidden. And he's like, oh, you know, what, what am I supposed to do? Do I buy it for this kid? Um and you, but he gets really nervous about getting caught buying that magazine for the kid. So you have to do a little stealth mission to dodge like three or four sets of people. Because as he's standing there trying to figure out how to buy uh, buy this magazine for the kid, like everybody he knows comes and like stands near him. And he's like, what's going on here? I don't want any of these people around. I don't, you know, what I'm doing is unsavory and I just want to get it done with and, and get out of here. So then you have to dodge them in their in the paths that they walk on, and get the get the magazine, and then give it to them, and basically say you have to promise not to open this when your mom's around, and that's it. No. And the kid wanders off with his magazine. So I did one where uh, this guy thinks that uh, 
Oh man, it says Kiryu. Guy thinks that Kiryu has a really great voice and says, you should be one of our phone call operators for the, for this phone line thing. And so he's like, okay. <laughs> and so we do the phone sex line thing. And he's like, yeah, we keep getting this crazy call. It's been happening for the past like day now. Um, and they're wanting a specific person. So maybe you can talk to him. So we answer the phone and this person's like, so, uh, you're, uh, you're big into a, a family, right? You're, you're one of the family members and you have to choose the right answer. Otherwise he like, he gets weirded out and, or you think it's a woman. <laughs> so spoilers, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you anyway. Um, and he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I, yeah, we're all one big family that, that, that works here. And he's like, okay, cool. All right. So, uh, why don't we meet so we can discuss the details? And it's, it's a really weird conversation. You meet him in the park and he's actually got this kid with him. It's a guy. He's like, I thought you were a woman. He's like, no, I was just disguising my voice and he has a kid with him and he's like, is this your dad? The kid's like, no, I don't know who this is. He's like, what the hell? So this guy kidnapped this kid and is holding him for ransom. He was accidentally calling the wrong number and calling the phone sex line, trying to get one of the kid's family members so he can hold him for ransom. <laughs> <laughs> and so curious, like, I'm going to kick the shit out of you. <laughs> we beat the hell out of him. He runs away, gets caught by the cops. And then the kid's like, thanks. And then goes home. <laughs> That's like, one wild day. <laughs> what? <laughs> but yeah, I did that. I helped the cop that constantly stops you and searches you. Mm, I don't think I did that. Have you met him yet? If you walk by him, he stops you automatically. And he, he searches you for anything that could be illegal. I don't think so. Yeah. If you do that enough times, he finally starts diving into like his backstory. And um, basically talks about how his partner got killed and uh, he can't, he's too nervous around real police work. So he only does stops, stop searches. But uh, this woman's getting, uh, I think she's getting accosted. She's, she's like, you know, getting razzled by a bunch of guys. And he's like, hey, you going to do something about this? And he's like, I, I don't know if I can. So Kirio goes up to him, beats him up. And um, uh, the cop actually helps out in the fight. Dude pulls a knife out and is about to stab Kiryu and he stops him. The cop does. And the cop's like, man, that felt great. And I helped that woman. I think I'm going to start doing real police work again. And that that's the end of the story. Did that one. I can't think of any others. I know I did some more. I did a couple that I didn't finish. Like, they had a lot of parts to it. Okay. So I had, I had one where I just went to save, and there was a guy with, like, a a phone from the future 
Did you, did you do this one? And it, it's just he's got like a bag with with the phone in it. Um, and he's talking about how amazing it is. You don't need to stand in the booth. You can call from anywhere. Call while you're doing anything. He's got a car phone. <laughs> yeah, he's got a car phone in a bag, and and he's like, oh, don't don't even use the you know don't even use the phone booth. Just use this. So Curie's like, oh, all right, all right, I'll give that a try. It sounds cool. And and then some people like try to beat him up. So you have to fight them off. And then you use it, and he's like, oh, well, actually, he's like, all right, now I'm ready to use the phone. And the guy's like, well, actually, it looks like that fight took too long. The battery died. Batteries don't last very long on this thing. <laughs> so then you have to go to, to one of the convenience stores, buy a battery, and come back. And then what happens? There, there's some other excuse after that, and he's like, ah, well, I'm not getting reception here or something. I'm going to go on the other side of the city, and just come meet me there, and I'll, and I'll let you have your phone call. And that that was where I was like, yeah, I, I guess if I run into him again, I'll I'll use his services, but I'm not going to go hunt him down just to make a phone call. I can't remember which one it is, but uh, there's one where uh, Kiryu, I think, is still working at a phone sex line. I can't remember. But uh, it has like a little quick time event. They, give you, they make you hit the button as fast as possible to answer the phone. And when he does, he does like a hardcore anime pose with like the phone cord. And it's like, you know, real epic slow-mo kind of thing. And then he put, puts the phone receiver to his face and he just goes, hello. <laughs> it's like ridiculous stuff like that. Yeah, I, I did go to get the trophy where it's watch a sexy video. Oh no, I haven't seen that one. So there's just there's a uh, a little video club that you can go to, and I, apparently, like there's, it looks like there's just dozens of spaces for videos that you could watch, and it seems like it has to do with who you've met in the city, because I think it tells you also like once you meet people, you'll be able to watch their video here. Gotcha. And yeah, so it went in, watched the video, uh, got the trophy, came back out, and then you meet the guy with in just his tidy whiteies. Oh yeah, that guy again. The dancing guy. Mm-hmm. And actually, it sets up a friendship bar with him. It's like, the more you talk to him, the more you can befriend him. I'm like, I'm not sure I want to, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess I'll, I'll get credit for every every conversation we have going forward. There you go. No, I haven't done that one. I did do one where... Um, the... Uh... Oh man, what is it? Uh, there's a kid who's wanting to talk to his. It wants Kiryu to talk to his girlfriend because he thinks she's doing something, selling her body. And then when we go talk to her, she's not. Oh, yep. Yeah, I she, did that one. You did the whole thing. Yep. Okay. Yeah, she's not actually selling her body. She's selling her underwear. <laughs> yep. To guys, and she thinks that Kiryu's trying to buy some. And Kiryu doesn't know what she's doing. He thinks she's trying to be a prostitute. Yeah. It's like, what do you want? You want the top or the bottom? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> top, I guess. And she's like, okay. And she's like, he's like, well, you're not, you're not prostituting yourself. He's like, no, I was going to give you my bra. You fucking perv. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, okay. First off, I don't want any of your clothing. <laughs> 
And then apparently there's like another high school girl who's running like this. I can't remember what it's called. They they name it, but it's basically a a pay selling ring. <laughs> yep. Uh, she eventually so the woman that's the girl that's running the the ring. She eventually comes and joins my real estate as a uh, operations manager. <laughs> Did she really? Yeah. <laughs> so she's, she's outside of my real estate place, and she's like, <laughs> "Hey, uh, since I'm out of business now, um, you think I could join yours?" And you're like, "Aren't you in high school?" <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, but I still make money." He's like, okay, well, you can be one of my business managers. <laughs> and then the cop joined uh, my security team. <laughs> oh, very nice. Yeah, so you get some you get some help. Anyway, uh, we do have a couple of emails we can get to here. Let's see. First email comes in from Chad. So it says here, howdy crew. Okay, the mystery is all starting to unravel a little bit. Although these last four chapters are not quite as intense as the previous four, they had a lot of revelations. We now know who owns the empty lot. It's none other than uh, Makimura, who apparently inherited it. However, it has not been made clear yet if she is even aware. This is why uh, Nishitani uh, was after her but it still doesn't really explain why Sagwa wants her dead. All we know is that Shimano told Sagwa to, ha- to have Majima kill her. Uh, we also know that Tachibana is the Batman. But wait a minute. Isn't he the one that kept Makimura in captivity, tortured her, and made her go blind? Uh, did he know all along that she inherited the empty lot? We also learned that Tachibana and Odo were ex-Chinese mafia like Mr. Lee. What exactly is Tachibana's relationship with Makimura? We also learn more about who that mysterious stranger is from the end of Chapter 8. That Jimmy Schmidt-looking gangster is Sarah, and he is with the Tojo clan, apparently head of their Black Ops division. Sarah is operating under orders from... Uh, someone in the Tojo clan, Sagwa from the Omni Alliance, is taking orders from his oath brother Shimano from the Tojo clan. Nishitani from the Omni was trying to find her before he died under the orders of someone, and Tachibana is trying to get her on behalf of Kazuma. Makimura is one hell of a chess piece in all this mess, and she is apparently on her way to Tachibana. The question is... What will Batman do with her? There was also um, the the third lieutenant, the guy with the glasses. What was his name? Shibisawa. Shibisawa. Shibisawa, it's revealed that Shibisawa has been in contact with one of these guys about getting Makoto. But I can't remember which one it was. Yeah, that's right. Uh... Is it Sagwa? Um, I think Sagwa was working with him, right? Yeah, I think it was. I could be wrong. I don't know. Well, let me let me keep reading. Maybe maybe he mentions it. 
he says, no, Shagwa from the Omni Alliance is taking orders from his oath brother, Shimano. Yep. Which one, Mono? It's the guy with the eyebrows. Yeah, the eyebrow guy. Okay. Maybe Nishitani from Omni was trying to find her before he died under the orders of someone. Someone maybe being... I don't know. We'll see. Mm. Uh, with that... With all that being said, the various story arcs are now converging, but we still without but we are still without a couple of mysteries. Number one, we still don't know for sure who set Kiryu up in the first place. That's true. Number two, we still don't know what Kazuma's role is in all of this yep. while he sits in jail. Yeah, what's his master plan? Exactly. Third, seemingly quiet Lieutenant Shiwibasa now seems to be throwing his hat in the ring. Kuze was brute force. Awano was persuasion. But what does this guy have up his sleeve? Till next time, Chad. Thank you for the email, Chad. Yeah, and, absolutely. And you, good questions. You bring up some very good questions. And I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, the answer to all of them is I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine who set up Kiryu. Yeah. And I get the thing is probably Kazuma. Because that's the biggest twist. That's the biggest twist, but also something happens. <laughs> uh, there, there's something that happens. There's something that happens at the beginning, the very, very beginning of Yakuza 1. Mm. That I'm like... Interesting. What led to that? I'm pretty sure I know, but I want to see how this plays out. Our uh, next email comes in from uh, Bronson. It's been a while since Bronson wrote in. It says, uh, Yakuza Zero and more. So, sup, guys? Haven't sent an email in a while, so if you don't mind, I'm curious as to your opinions on a couple of recent and one not-so-recent games. But first, I'm glad you guys decided to play Yakuza 0, and as it, I had just beaten it last year. Yakuza 0 is my first Yakuza game, and I ended up putting about 100 hours into it by the time I was finished, and I still had a decent amount of side content left to do. There's so much to talk about regarding the game, and my sentiments mirror your guys' pretty closely. One thing that struck me was how the game's plot kept ramping up more and more, and I was perpetually surprised by its ability to somehow keep itself together all the way to the end. Yep. A very tightly written game that had blown away my expectations regarding its narrative, despite all the praise I'd heard from the series. I did get a little bored with the combat, as I, I felt it got repetitive towards the end, and despite you... Despite giving you tons of options and unlockable moves, I feel like the game didn't incentivize me to experiment with most of them. For example, breakdancing is OP as hell, and there's uh, little reason to ever switch out of that style. I concur. Breakdancing will forever be what I use for Majima. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I actually switched. I mostly used the baseball bat style, even though I started off mostly breakdancing. Yeah. I mean, it looks Slugger like style. Slugger seems like it could be really, really powerful, but breakdancing, man, that is crowd control 101. Yeah. Holy crap, man. 
Uh, also, like many others, uh, my game screeched to a halt when I got to the Cabaret Club minigame, and no lie, I'm not embarrassed to admit, I put about 10 hours in that minigame alone. Maxing, wow. Yeah. Uh, maxing out the club and girls and taking over all the other clubs. Uh, all right. Maybe slightly embarrassed, but goddamn, for a simple mini game, it was pretty addictive. <laughs> Good thing no true. one walked in on me pressing up the girls to maximize their stats. <laughs> as I'd have some explaining to do. Oh, yeah, and you do make a pretty penny as well. All in all, Yakuza 0 was a great game. With a great, with great characters and great story, Goro Majima, in particular, despite me knowing nothing about him beforehand, has entered into my personal pantheon of favorite gaming protagonists. Joined the likes of Aron from uh, Final Fantasy X, Arthur Morgan, Big Boss, and others. I have to say, Majima's ending in particular hit me in the feels just a little. Uh oh. Now for a few questions about games not called Yakuza Zero. Number one, uh, did you guys play Death Stranding? And if you did, what did you think of it? I just finished playing through it, and I was actually surprised at how enjoyable the game was, despite me not having the highest expectations for it. I put way more hours into it than I expected. Apparently, I have a passion for road construction. The story is an absolute garbled mess, though. Stunningly presented, but a garbled mess nonetheless. Uh, I put about two hours into Death Stranding and have never, ever went back to it. Mm. I I wanted to pick it up on day one. Uh, you know, it, it was one I was looking forward to. I, I like the odd, creepy context for it in the trailers. It, you know, it, it was really pushing all my buttons to where I, I, was, I was in on 100%. Then I never heard anything consistently positive about it, and I was just at a. I just didn't have time to play it, so I never picked it up. I did pick it up eventually later at half price, uh, but I haven't started it yet. Mm-hmm. I I feel it's one of those games that was either you absolutely adore it or you don't like it. Um, well, until I got my PS5, also I just didn't have good access to my PS4. Right. So I I just. There's a lot of games I just haven't been able to play, and now I'm, you know, now I'm firing two or three games at a time, and uh, ho- hope to get to that soon. Right. Well, I mean, I've, I've got it on my hard drive. I, 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 it's not a spoiler. I burned the president. You you have to burn the bodies in this game, otherwise bad things happen. So that was like the big mission that I did was I took the president's body up to an incinerator and burned it and I stopped there which was roughly about two hours considering the cutscenes are like 40 minutes long mm. so yeah that's uh, I, I there's mm, there is a lot of dumb Kojima stuff in that game where I, I like some good dumb Kojima stuff yeah I mean I there's a time and place for it. I don't think I was ready for it when I started this game. And I was just like, I don't, there's a lot, there's, there's stuff that he, there's words that he makes up in this game. I'm just like, I, I, I'm not going to be able to follow this right now. And which is why I never actually picked it back up. Um, yeah. I mean, I own it. 
Do I want to play it? Sure. I mean, I love Kojima. I love his stuff. Sometimes he can get a little long in the tooth. Sometimes he can be a little too artsy-fartsy for my tastes. From what I understand, this game gets pretty good around 30 hours in. <laughs> That's, That's what, a tall ask. That That is a tall ask, indeed. Uh, this is what Ken told me. Um, and he says it got really good about, he said it's a little over halfway through. He said the game took him, I think he said the game took him around 50 hours to do, 50 or 60 hours. It's a long game. Uh, and he said it got good about halfway through. And he said there's one thing that this game does is that it gives you a bunch of weird stuff that you just constantly ask what the hell is going on. And he said at the end of this game, Kojima somehow explains all of it, and it makes sense. That's what he told me. I haven't seen it for myself, but me and Ken kind of align when it comes to games most of the time. I believe him. So the only thing I can think of is thank God it at least pays off. Yeah, and and just that description sounds good, right? Like I, I, I like the kind of game where I don't know what's going on, and then all of a sudden... You know, you, you figure out what it is, and it makes sense, and it's you know, revealing and surprising, and you know, all all that. That that all sounds great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next question number two. I have to ask, what did you guys think about the now notorious Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven? I purchased it day one, and have to say it's a really fun, albeit slash little, albeit shallow game. Uh, there are moments where everything just clicks and you can almost uh, glean what the game could have been. But ultimately, it has way too many problems. And that's without even getting into the bugs. I do think for people that avoided the game due to its well-deserved negative press, if it's ever patched into an acceptable state, they'll find themselves pleasantly surprised if they decide to give it a try. Beneath the mess of bugs, shallow design, and outright lies of the part of the game developers, I thought it was a solid game. I do have a pretty high-end PC, though, so I can't speak for the console experience. Mm. Um, I purchased Cyberpunk 2077 uh, digitally, day one, on my Xbox Series X. Uh, I played to the part where... The game essentially opens up. Uh, it's about three hours in. It's after uh, a. It's after you put something in your head, uh, and that's where I stopped, um, because I was experiencing some weird bugs. I was also. I don't. I didn't mind my time with that game. Uh, I was like, okay, I want to play more of this, um, but there were there were just a few things that I was just like, a, I've ran into at least three or four bugs right now that I don't like. B, seeing the negativity online didn't necessarily affect me, as it as as one may think, um, but the biggest thing that I saw was that. You play basically a criminal 
if you break the law in Cyberpunk 2077, the police will spawn directly behind you. <laughs> I saw videos of somebody standing on the roof of a building. No one around. He does something to break the law and police spawn on the roof behind. I don't want to play a game like that. Where you play a criminal who is going to constantly break the law and their answer to that is we spawn cops on top of you. Yeah, that seems strange. Yeah. Is that is that a bug or is that the, intentional? The, that is written into the game code. And I'm just like, yeah. The other thing that's really keeping me from going back to that game, once again, I have it on my hard drive. been sitting there since day one. I'm waiting for the Series X version of that game. Because while I'm playing, the version that I am playing, which is the Xbox One version, runs fine on the Series X. Um, I want to see them... I want to see the official Series X version of that game. So mm. I, I am waiting for that big that big upgrade, which Cyberpunk 2077 will probably not get until fall of this year. Yep. Which is very sad. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a sim boat. I'm playing the PS4 version on the PS5. Uh, I, I don't feel like I had all that many bugs, or at least not ones that were really off-putting to me. I didn't start playing it until I want to say maybe the 1.04 patch, if that was one of the big ones. On the the PS4, I was playing on the Pro to start, and it worked, mostly. And I I was enjoying my time with it. My biggest problem ended up being I just kind of got stuck in a room where I couldn't fight my way out of the gauntlet, and I just kept dying. I've probably played that series of four rooms 25 times in a row and died every time. Still can't get out of that room. How far were you in? Two to two and a half hours. I picked up that little robot dog thing, and I was just escaping. Escaping from the... the... The gang members? Yeah, the gang hideout. Yeah. Mm. You, you don't have to. You can run through that. You don't have to fight everybody. Yeah, on a good ten of my twenty-five tries, I've tried running through numerous sections, and I get half gun while doing that, and end up in a couple of rooms where I have also run out of ammo, and I have to fight multiple additional people. So I, I don't know. I, I'm just not very good at that game. Hmm. Yeah, I I still can't figure out what the, the the hacking in that game is. Yeah, I'm I'm really good at getting hacked and getting set on fire for no reason whatsoever. So that happens to me all the time. The I, I I like they tried to explain it, and I've went back and and watched videos. I have also went back and read a fact on this whole. What is it called? It's not called quick hack. It's something else. It's, it, they they name it something, but I can't remember what it is. And I'm like, I, like, yep. I even did the tutorial. And I'm like, I, I can, I can do the robots in the tutorial, but when I, alright, I'm at that part 
where I can, I have options. I got to get this woman who's in the bathtub. Everybody knows that part they did in the demo that they showed years ago. And I'm like, okay, I'm hiding. Me and Jackie's hiding. And there's a guy right there with his back to me. I want to hack him. For the life of me, I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, I'm hitting every button. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> I'm just like, I want to hack that guy. What does hacking actually mean in this game? Because it's not very clear. I'm just like, is it make him go blind? Does it make his gun not work? What, what like, does it set him on fire? I don't know. And twice while playing in my three hours that I played, I, I went into an issue where I would pull the trigger on my Xbox controller and my character would not pull their their trigger in the game. So I'm aiming at a guy, I'm pulling the trigger, and I am not shooting. Perhaps he's grown a conscience. Well, no. Well, so there's, your, <laughs> there's my question. Is that a bug? Is there... A gameplay feature. Was I hacked? Was I hacked to where you can't use guns for a certain period of time? I don't know. Because the game doesn't tell you. I don't know how hacking works. Which means, I don't know if this is a bug. Because there's a lot of bugs in this game. Or if this is a feature. The, the ultimate Bethesda question. Is this a bug or a feature? Yes. Yep. So I don't know. Uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is a very polarizing game, in my opinion. I I liked where it was going. I liked the the world that it was in. Um, I don't like how kind of hamstered the beginning of that game, where you choose these three paths, but ultimately none of that matters because. The only thing it, that it matters is that you now have a different dialogue option. Um, everybody goes to the exact same montage cutscene, no matter what you choose. Yeah, where where, where you and Jackie are, are are becoming you know street thugs. I'm just like, mm. and I could tell as soon as it happened. I was like, I think everybody sees that cutscene, and if that's the case, that's kind of shallow. So, anyway, the jury's allowed on that one for me. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll definitely get back to it. Yeah, I, I, that's one game I, I am going to go back to as soon as they release that, that Series X version. Like, I, I want to play through that game because I, I want to see more of it. It's a, cool, it's a cool world, to say the least. But um, uh, the next question, or next thing, uh, last but not least, uh, this is a bit random. Uh, but have you guys ever played Prey 2016? This is a game I avoided for years because, for some reason, I assumed I wouldn't like it. Played through it last year and was absolutely blown away. This is one of the best games I've played over the past couple of decades, and if you're a fan of Bioshock, the first one in particular, uh, this definitely worth pl a playthrough. It's basically Bioshock in outer space. But I've got to say... As much as I love the first Bioshock, I honestly think Prey is better. I know, controversial. Uh, if uh, It even has a couple of crazy plot twists that might uh, rival Bioshocks. 
which I doubt anyone will expect. If you guys weren't playing, planning on playing it for Phoenix Down, give it a strong recommendation. Uh, it's not that long either. It can be beaten in less than 20 hours. I feel like fans of shock games owe themselves to give Prey a try. Not to mention, you can get the game for dirt cheap. Uh, Matt, have you played Prey 2016? Uh, I haven't. I've heard really good things. I have picked it up. I have it on PC. Yep. And I would love to play it at some point. Okay. I, I actually reviewed this game. Uh, played a lot of it. Uh, I, I, alright. Fair enough. I did not beat this game. I had to get my review out. I wanted to get it done in a timely manner. And I work 40 to 50 hours a week. So I did not have time to actually beat the game. Uh, that is a fantastic game. I think it's, uh, it's, it is Bioshock in space. Um, especially the very beginning parts of that game. The very beginning parts of that game felt almost like a survival horror game. Um, uh, but then they start giving you kind of the tools to, to help, help fight off some of this stuff. Um, uh, and the, the mere fact that an enemy could be disguised as anything is, is amazing. Um, yeah, I thought Prey was, was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I really also, enjoyed also one of my biggest shame games is that I have not finished Bioshock. Yeah. You still, and you still I, haven't finished I still have not been spoiled. Yeah. So. Calling that a win, though. I, I don't know how. I really <laughs> don't know how you have not been spoiled on Bioshock. Yeah. I, I I mentally shut down every time I hear somebody talking about Bioshock. One of my good friends ran a website that is named after the spoiler of Bioshock. Hmm. You 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 may not know him. Or he, or he did run the the website. I don't know if it's still active anymore. That's one I desperately need to. That, that's another one I just kind of got stuck in. I don't think I was as stuck as I am currently in in uh, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. But but yeah, it. it just kind of got stuck, and I think that was more just I got distracted more than anything. Yeah. And uh, last question. Finally, uh, what games are you looking forward to the most this year? Uh, sorry if uh, you guys have discussed the games I've brought up in other episodes. Uh, there are a few I haven't listened to due to not wanting to be spoiled for games I have yet to play. Uh, keep up the awesome podcast, guys, and enjoy Yakuza 0. Uh, it's only going to get crazier. Thank you for that email, Bronson. Yeah, uh, absolutely. As far as games that are coming out this year, honestly, I don't need, I, I you, if you ask me to, to name games that are coming out this year, I don't know. The only game I can probably name is, uh, MLB the show because it's coming to Xbox for the first time ever. Yeah, I uh, sadly for me, the game I want to be most excited about is Resident Evil Village. Right, Resident Evil's coming out. Except I still haven't finished seven. You kind of need to finish seven because I feel and like I, this is a sequel yeah. to, to it. Yeah, it, it absolutely feels like I played through the the demo, the Maiden demo that they released recently. That was cool. Uh, but 
I feel like I can't get excited for eight until I finish seven. Dude, seven's a fantastic game. Yeah, yeah, I was very scared playing it. You're playing it in VR, aren't you? I am not. Okay. I, I'm excited that they've titillated and tantalized the next VR, but I'm not going to get PS4 VR. I'm just going to wait for PS5 VR. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, you should really play through 7. I know that's easier said than done when we have Yakuza to get through and all this other stuff. I recently downloaded 7, so I can pick it back up. I'm a, I'm a couple hours into it. Yeah. I did enjoy it. Did you ever get out of the 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 main house? Or were you still in the house? I'm still in the house. I'm at a, I, last I remember I was at the boss with the the woman who like hunts you down and you just waiter. Okay. Pretty early. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that game is something special. That that cuz you know, obviously Resident Evil 2 remake came out and and that kind of revitalized that 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 old school Resident Evil feeling. Um, yeah, but seven actually started it first. Seven yep. was very polarizing because it's in first person and it doesn't feel like a Resident Evil game. But going through that house and when you leave that house, which takes a couple of hours, you're in that house for a while. But when you get out and you're able to freely move around this this person's property, the the, the family's property, that's when that becomes Resident Evil. That's mm. when I'm like, oh man, man, yeah, got this key. Oh, I, it, it, so many things just opened up to me. Oh man, there's this freaking there's a there's a door. I remember it had this emblem on it. I got to run back into the house, and it's crazy, dude. That game is so yep. good. It's so that sounds freaking pretty good. good. It's so good. I, it took me a while to get back to and finish the the remake of three, and when I finally did that, I was like, "All right, now I'm ready. I've cleared off my plate. I finished two. I finished three. I can go back to seven and and move move the series forward." Yeah, I think ne- next up for me, I, I think is the Ratchet and Clank game. I'm fairly excited about that. The 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 new one on PS5. Yep. Yep. That and uh, Returnal. Returnal. I, they, I saw the state of play today. I uh, thought that looked awesome. Did, I've only seen that one trailer about eight times, but did you, did you see? Did, you didn't watch the state of play that happened today. Nope. All right, so they showed off Returnal some more. Yeah. Yeah, that, the game is that game's a rogue like, you know, right? Yeah, I'm a little torn on that. I do not think I like roguelikes. Yeah. Uh when you die the world changes. Map layout's different. Yeah, I don't dislike that in concept. Uh-huh. I was thinking I was like, this sounds really cool. And then I was yep. like roguelike. I hope that they're using it in an interesting way. Be, I, I, I like the, I like the aesthetic of it. I like even what they showed of a, a little bit of gunplay. It looked really cool. Yeah. I like it's House Marquee, right? Uh, yeah. Apparently, I, apparently it's pronounced House Mark. House Mark. Okay. <laughs> I well, I like what they've done. I, I've really enjoyed the games they've come out with. Yeah. 
So that is on my list as uh, an intriguing option. My number one game probably has to be Horizon 2. If that is still intended to come out this year, I'm not sure. I, I have no idea. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about it in a little while, but also there's a lot of year left, so... Uh, I would be pretty excited about Halo since I was able to pick up the Series X and I'm, I'm waiting for my one big game to kick that into high gear. I mean, other than the next game, I'm actually pretty excited to play. Not really going to push the graphical limits of the Xbox Series S, though. X. Yeah. But yeah, I... <sighs> Honestly, I don't know. I just feel like um, the, the game that didn't come, that's not coming out, that, that's already out, but um, I'm, I really want to play Like a Dragon. Yeah, I do want to play that as well. But um, I was actually talking to a guy at work about that. Yeah. Today, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's it. I appreciate both the emails, though. So you guys brought up some good uh, good questions and uh, some good suggestions. But uh, I, I, we're gonna try to beat this game for next episode. I think we can do it. I think so. Yeah, I'm also getting my. S- Second vaccine shot on Tuesday, taking Wednesday off. Just, just go so, ahead and prep for it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm already taking it off. I was in, I, I was out of commission after the first shot. I fully expect to be out after the second one. But if there's any amount of time where I am functional, I'll be playing Yakuza Zero. There you go. What, one, one other game. What about Back for Blood? Any interest in that? Back for Blood. Is that the Left for Dead game? Yep. It's like a sequel remake. I don't. I think uh, those those styles of games have have fell by the wayside to me. Mm. I just, I mean, I enjoyed Left for Dead Two a lot. Yeah, I really enjoyed both Left for Dead and Left for Dead Two. But uh, I, th- I feel like those games have have played played their part and are, are kind of done. If we're being honest, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I I I eternally looking for that really good multiplayer vibe, and Left 4 Dead 2 is one of the best multiplayer experiences I've had. So I I'm just hoping to recapture that and see what's new. I kind of already have my multiplayer game. I don't think it's ever going to change. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, it's Overwatch. So, but yeah, I think uh, I think that's it for us. I'm getting rather sleepy. Unfortunately, it's closing in on ten o'clock, and I have to be up at four uh, to go to work, which is always a uh, Always a fun thing. 
But uh, yeah, if you would like to send an email, it is drew at ztgd.com. Please make sure everybody out there who has sent in emails, please send an email for next episode because we are finishing Yakuza 0. I want to hear everybody's thoughts on it. The big surprise ending, if if, if there is one. Um, not sure yet. But... Uh, yeah, make sure you send those emails in for next uh, next Thursday. Um, also, you can tweet to us. I am at Drew Leachman. Matt is at REMGS. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be it for us. I appreciate everybody listening. I hope you guys have a great week. But until next time, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we are out of here. You guys have a great one. We'll be back with the continuation and conclusion to Yakuza.